0: Welcome to the Twilight Conversations. My name is D and my name is Jimmy. This is a podcast exploring human relationships, the human psyche, and that elusive space
1: between the dark
0: and the light. Hello. Um hey there. How's it going folks? And um, my name is D. Um I'm going to have a conversation with Jimmy today about What, Jimmy? What are we going to talk about?
1: Well, we're going to talk about narcissism, that lovely subject,
0: Um, and all things narcissistic, I suppose. Okay. Let me ask at the beginning, Jimmy. You've written a couple of articles. I have. On this subject, haven't you? Mm -hmm. What were they for and what were they about? Right. So
1: I wrote those articles. One was last autumn and the other one is coming out this autumn in October. And there'll be a third one. It's a trilogy. will be coming out. Uh, God knows when. But those articles were about um, narcissism within the profession of psychotherapy. Right? So we both work as therapists, right? We're psychotherapists. Yeah. We're two Northsiders also just shooting the breeze on this podcast. Yep. That's our gig, right? But it's really about the prevalence of narcissistic or cluster B type characters who work as therapists or supervisors and how that kind of manifests in the profession.
0: Right, so these articles that you wrote were about narcissistic personality types which are generally termed under the Cluster Big um, group in the mm-hmm. DSM, which mm-hmm. is a manual of uh, mm-hmm. mental health problems, That's right. which is published every five years or something by the psychiatrists in America at the top of the fucking building. All those people. So you, your, your, your two articles were specifically within we're keeping the idea of narcissism and cluster B personality disorder types within the profession. Were they, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. So there's, there's narcissistic psychotherapists. Like there are. And they're kind of
1: among the worst in a way, right? Because I know our podcast, we're going to develop that out to kind of romantic relationships. I know you're going to say a little bit about that, day because you have a lot of experience in talking about that. And narcissists in general. But the ones that end up being psychotherapists or in the caring professions are the most kind of sneaky and the worst kind because you're not expecting them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're kind of thinking like, well, we're in this field, we're all kind of open, we're all loving, we're all honest, we're all kind of responsible people, you know, that kind of. Yeah. But like, they show up everywhere. So the ones that show up in psychotherapy are more, you know, they're they're more underhand Mm -hmm. because you're not expecting them. So they can, they can, when we describe more in this podcast, the kind of traits of a narcissist and what they do and don't do. Okay. You will see how the psychotherapist could really exploit that, you know. But we'll talk a bit, a bit more about that later as we go on. Okay. You know, but there are and pe- as I said, people are not expecting them to be there. Well, I wasn't.
0: Mm. I certainly wasn't. I got a rude awakening, you know. Go, all right. Looking okay. at it from the inside and from your perspective, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's, it's. It's extraordinary to think that people like that would go into the profession, but why wouldn't they? There's some power there, isn't there? Yeah. There's a status. There's a, you know, there's a there's an imbalance of power between client and therapist in terms of the, the therapist does have some power, right?
1: Yeah, but I'm not even referring to that, Dave. That's with the client. Go we're, on. We're talking about therapist on therapist abuse. Wow, oh, you're talking about within the industry between the professionals, mm, students. How, what would you call it, managers of organizations?
0: Uh, people in positions of power. People in positions of power. Would we be right? Yeah. That we, we would, would we find, Jimmy, people who are... So narcissism is not binary, right? Mm-hmm. It's not on-off switch. It's not black or white, mm-hmm. right? It's a spectrum, right? Would we find people in positions of power? Could we say that? There's a tendency for people to be in positions of power... Not always, but sometimes to be on that spectrum. I'd say so, but they're certainly attracted to the
1: power. That's what attracts them, you know, because ultimately that's one of the things they seek most of all. They feel quite powerless, so they're attracted to power. So positions of power within psychotherapy would be good. They've got the extra layer of, um, what would you call it, deceit because they're acting as this psychotherapist, this caring person who wouldn't really harm anyone, they're there for the good of everyone and so on, but they can cause lethal damage in organisations or in kind of psychotherapy training institutes where you have tutors and students, yeah. that type of setup, you yeah. know. So it happens quite a lot, so we'll, we'll get into the gaslight and we'll get into all that yeah. type of
0: stuff. So let's throw in a disclaimer there, we're not calling all tutors and uh, well most of them. No, no 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 not at all not at all <laughs> uh, no. are, are all people in positions of power no, by no means no. we're just
1: saying that we are saying that within the field of psychotherapy and the caring professions in general I'm sure it goes into social work into anywhere where we're in that you know people are helping other people but specifically in psychotherapy we're saying that among them like there is everywhere there are people with cluster B personality groups which is really a cover you know an, over, an overview for the narcissist
0: Okay, so that was what your two articles were about. Mm. Jimmy, let me ask you about cluster B personality disorders. Could you just give us a casual breakdown of what they are? Casual? Well, I'm wearing a tracksuit and that's kind of casual. Isn't it? Give
1: us the casual tracksuit. Will I whistle of... as I'm telling you? <laughs> yeah, if you want. <laughs> no. What are cluster B personality okay. disorders? Okay, so listen, anything that that, that Dee and I are saying here went well, you know, we would urge you to go and get more information about. So I'm going to give a very general overview of the Cluster B personality type. And within psychiatry, there's kind of, there's possibly more, but there are three major groups. Right? Okay. A, B and C, right? hmm And the kind of slang term is mad, bad and sad. Okay. Right? Okay. So just bear with me for a minute.
0: So. A, mad, B, bad, C, sad i get to that now Okay get it to a quicker Hold your horses (laughs) Hurry (laughs) up (laughs) will you
1: So The B group Can you you get your shit together I'm getting it together I'm getting it together The B group That we're referring to That that always has The narcissist in Is what's called The bad Right Okay the I think it's the A group is the kind of mad malas in n- not in a pejorative sense, but people that are maybe a bit psychotic, people that aren't maybe schizophrenia, but they're not harmful to other human beings, they're okay. just people that are really suffering. Mm-hmm. The sad group are obviously depression, anxiety, so forth. And right? mm. um, as I said, you'll get much better descriptions. This is a general description. The one we're interested in is the cluster B group, okay? Right? That's where you have your narcissist, your psychopath, which is now called anti-social personality disorder right uh your histrionic personality your borderline personality they're all in the cluster b groupings gotcha right now they they suffer as well but there's something about their suffering they cause other people a lot of suffering right okay so all of them have a, a narcissistic kind of a uh thread running through them yeah Right, Now we're going to focus more on the actual narcissist rather than other elements of cluster B personality groups. Okay. That's just the general area they they fall under. Right.
0: that makes sense? Okay. So that makes the cluster B thing pretty clear, doesn't it?
1: I hope so. I hope so. Look, and anyone that's listening that's interested in that, please find out more about it. You can Google that. You can go to any, you know, psychiatric kind of manual and have a look at cluster Bs. They'll explain it much better than me. Yeah. That's just an overview, but the one we're interested in there is the narcissist. And narcissism is on a spectrum, as we know, Okay. and there are different types of narcissists. However, underneath, they all have the very same fundamental and basic kind of superficiality, controlling element, right? Yeah. Uh, Absolute, almost pathological lying, right? Mm. They absolutely lie. They lie when it's actually easier to tell the truth, right? Mm-hmm. But the big one always is entitlement. Mm. There absolutely is an entitlement with them. So when we break down the different types of narcissists, there are, remember, the underneath that exists with them all. Some of them just disguise that a bit better. Okay. So, so,
0: the, so the image I'm getting now is that there are different types of narcissists, different subgroups. Different presentations. Yeah, different yeah. presentations, different subgroups of whatever you want to call it. But that fundamentally, all of these subsets or subgroups of the narcissistic type have uh, certain personality traits in common, and I think you mentioned sense of entitlement, like a really um, swollen or uh, disproportionate sense of entitlement. And mm-hmm. um, what else did you say, Jimmy? I said absolutely controlling. Meant to say lack of empathy. So it's controlling lack of empathy, mm-hmm. which is a spectrum as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As we go up, we go more towards psychopathy, don't we? Absolutely. And that can happen, that happens in narcissism too, right? Totally. That's your gold star up there. We might
1: say a little bit about psychopathy and sociopathy, which are now, as I said, called antisocial personality disorder. Right. They kind of overlap a bit. Okay. But they're slightly different than normal narcissistic traits, so we can get to that.
0: Okay. But you're full-on five gold star... Narcissist is a psychopath. Would I be right in saying that? <laughs> yeah and
1: no, but that could be a bit misleading. Why? Well, the psychopath has slightly different traits, right? The psychopath is more cool, calm and collected. He or she doesn't need that sense of entitlement. He or she is not reactive emotionally. The, the psychopath is much more wow. calculated, right? The psychopath can actually, you know, um, plan stuff carry it through and they won't react emotionally the narcissist is fragile they're always reacting look at Trump he's throwing tantrums and he, you know okay. every minute of the day like there's a big tantrum he's like a big baby in his diaper so they get,
0: they get hurt very easily they get hurt really easily I think that's called narcissistic injury Jimmy am I right? you would be absolutely right in saying that right so they get offended and hurt very easily compared mm. to the full on psychopath psychopath doesn't because they're disconnected completely there's from no empathy what? whatsoever from what
1: are they disconnected from? feeling Any type of feeling. The narcissist narcissist only has feeling about him or herself. The narcissist doesn't have it about anyone. The
0: psychopath. The psychopath, sorry. Yeah. My apologies. You know. Whereas the narcissist can still feel insulted and experience narcissistic rage when they don't get what they want Mm -hmm. or when they don't get what they want or they get something that they don't want.
2: (laughs) Now you have it. Now you have
1: it. Okay. Now, I'm shitting a brick here, Okay. Go I'll on. tell you why. I see the brick, yeah.
0: I don't like the sound of these people, Jimmy. Oh, I think they're gorgeous, delightful human beings. <laughs> Jimmy, here's, here's, here's what just comes up for me now. Go on. Right? These people sound toxic, dangerous. Yeah. Um, You know, their symptoms appear to be malignant in terms of they hurt other people with their own illness. Um, What I wanted to ask you was, how prevalent are they? How are they pervasive in the community? What's, what's this? Is there any stats on the, like, well, what? 1 in 10, 1 in 100?
1: I haven't done a survey recently, I don't know.
0: I wonder how many of the population are like that.
1: I have no idea.
0: We, 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 we did talk earlier before the, the podcast to give a loose description of how you can identify a narcissist. Well, go on. How How is that done, Jimmy?
1: How you identify them? Yeah. Or what I'd like to call
0: them. But. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you for the people out there that are listening, how, how are they supposed to identify narcissists in your kind of casual, uh, relaxed manner? Oh, okay, okay.
1: Well, the, there is actually a very technical uh, description for them. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's very accurate. It's very academic now, you know, so okay. it'll probably bore people to bits. Narcissists are basically, narcissists are cunts. Okay.
0: Basically. Right. Right. Okay. So, so anybody that the listener knows in their life who they would define as a cunt, is probably a narcissist.
1: You're probably not going to be far off there, yeah. Okay, you know, that's right. the, That's the technical description. You'll find that in all the kind of psychiatric manuals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but go on. there's a lot of them out there. Well, there
1: are, mate, can I say something a little bit about the, uh, yeah, there is a ahead. spectrum, like, right? There is a school that says we all have a little bit of narcissism. It's often a hard word to say narcissism. You know, there's yeah. a narcissist within us all, but it's yeah. a spectrum. Some people talk about healthy narcissism, like good self care, good self love, you know, that type of thing. Okay. So I'd, I'd rather look at it as a spectrum, and we're all somewhere there, right? Mm. So let's let's nail something once and for all for anyone listening, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a
0: tendency for everyone to call everyone narcissists, and they're not. Do you is know
1: it over? What I mean?
0: is, is it over? Well, in in society at the moment, it seems to be a word that's. In my opinion, used more and more over the last few years. Totally, and misused. We just, I said, fucking nurses. Give me a cup of tea no, you're fucking nurses. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Right, it's getting, over, it's getting yeah. overused. It's so, overkill here.
1: We can clarify that very quickly. There's a huge difference between a difference of opinion, someone we don't get on with, Right, mm. but they're a good human being, and we can resolve stuff with them. Mm. We just we agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. You can never agree to disagree with a narcissist, right? That doesn't happen. boy What happens? We, they just want conflict. They don't like that. You know, they don't want any resolution. Yeah, you know, because they get all their supply. And I know you're going to talk a lot more about narcissistic supply as we go along. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's clear that we all instinctively know the difference between the difficult personality like just don't get on with that guy or that woman we just fucking yeah. rub each other up the wrong way but you don't understand they're okay as a person mm-hmm. there's no malice in there type of thing right mm-hmm. there's a difference with the narcissistic personality we know this in terms of how they really how we feel in their company there's no resolution You know, there's a kind of a toxic, antagonistic feel the whole time. Right. There's a kind of menacing undercurrent the whole time. Sometimes you can't put your finger on it. Go on, Dave, you're doing a nice
0: hand movement there. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, you know, people that you can never find resolution with you, I think you just said that or something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. People that are not trying to resolve the problem with you. Yeah. You know, when they're not not genuinely trying to find a resolution or a closure to a conflict Mm -hmm. or a challenge with you. Mm Mm-hmm you know them people I know them people I do know them people they're just antagonistic and they're constantly not helping to resolve a problem I kind of know yeah. that area of people that you're talking okay. about I'm, I'm just wondering do the people out there too I'm sure they do
1: I'd say they do as I listen they're often referred to once well, I say often within the field because we, we, we're psychotherapists but we don't represent the world of psychotherapy let's be really clear about that because there'll be a lot of psychotherapists listening we don't watch then. Jimmy. ...represent psychotherapists. Okay. Do we not? Well, I don't. Okay. Just me, and you represent you. Right. We're not representing, like, you know, any organization or anything like that. No, we're not. not. Right. So... Got that clear now. I'm clear with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what we're saying, really, is these people are often referred to as the dark triad. Right. I'm thinking three here. Three in the triad. Right. And I'll name the three elements in the dark triad. Okay. That captures these type of people we're talking Mm. about. Right. And one of them is Machiavellianism. What the fuck is that? It's a cracker, isn't it? It's an Italian dude, right? Machiavellianism, he I think it was the A, was it he? It's all about manipulation. It's all about even when they're trying to do you know, they think that you think they're doing you a good turn, yeah. there's something in it for them. They always have an agenda. That's Machiavellianism. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Love it. The other term is psychopathy, which we know it. Psychopath. And the other is narcissism. Oh. That's the Dark triad. They're
0: called the Dark Troia. Yeah, right?
1: so you can have combinations of them. This is where let's not get too bogged down by trying to go is, is, he, is she this or is she that? You have a general idea. Yeah. Basically, whether you want to call them whatever they want, you want to call them if this person is affecting your life in a way that's hurting your soul Mm. you know you're in trouble right you need a bit of help it doesn't matter what you call them we're just giving a kind of a loose outline that the chances are you might be dealing with one of these mm. so it's when you talk about the antagonism the dark triad people don't want resolution they always want conflict they love it they get off on it they're fucking orgasming on it right okay absolutely love it the light triad on the other hand right the three in there are humanity humanism and cantonism what? Kant was this guy, uh, German philosopher called Immanuel yeah. Kant. K N T. Kant. K N T. Interesting term. And in London, London, it'd be Kant. It would. It can. He's a can Kant. <laughs> he said Kant. But yeah. So Kantianism is the opposite to Machiavellianism. Kantianism is good for the sake of good. So I want to do something good for you, Dave. I don't have yeah. any agenda in mind other than for you to feel good about it. Right? Okay, got you. Where Machiavellian is, I've got something behind that, I'll do that, so then i have you tied into a deal, you know. Okay. You always get that with narcissism, you know that feeling, you always get like you're signing your life away to something, you know. And what were the other parts of the light triad? Light triad is Cantonism, Humanism, just the love of humanity for the sake of, and Humanity, Okay. basically, right. So, okay. it's people that aren't antagonistic, they're good-willed, most people want right. things to work out, people that have faults, but... You know, they generally want to be okay. They take responsibility. They say, I'm sorry about that. Let's resolve that issue. You know. So these are general
0: terms of the light and the dark triad. These are general terminologies set up by who? I don't know who came out with the light and the dark triad. You could could look that up online.
1: Kaufman, I think, is the guy Kaufman. Okay. Something like that, yeah. That's
0: interesting. Did, yeah. It, there's information, I'm sure, online about that. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, if Again, people were interested in that. We stress that anything we're touching off here, you'll get
1: much more information. We're not here to provide all the information. We want to name these things. But if you're interested, do go look them up. You know, We're not claiming to be the experts on these things at all. Right. We're based on our experience as human beings, having maybe encountered a few narcissists in our life. You know, we both have the scars from that. But also in our professional psychotherapists, we both work with a lot of people yeah. that have been affected by narcissists and I've worked with quite a few narcissists as well. Which is another interesting story.
0: Right. Yeah. There's but, something I really wanted to ask about later. We might do a podcast on that or come back to that later on. Because I can't put my hand up right now and go, I work with narcissists where you've just done that. Right? And I didn't even put my hand up. And you didn't put your hand up. <laughs> so, there's a conversation I'm really dying to have with you. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. Um. For now, gonna go back to narcissists, right? Yeah. There is it. There is a condition, though, right, in, in the DS, uh, the DSM manual, narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, NPD. And if you, there are criteria to meet that disorder, aren't there? Mm-hmm. I, it's, I believe it's a, quite a, a long questionnaire, and if people fulfil certain uh, certain level of the questions or, or answer a certain number of the questions in the right way. Mm-hmm. Or in the way recorded in order to be defined as a, a narcissistic personality disordered person, they then are can be did, uh, diagnosed they by a psychiatrist,
1: that. right? Yeah, um, psychiatrist or maybe a psychologist. Here's the tricky thing about that. Psychology, Dave. maybe, yeah. Dave, here's the tricky thing about that, right? Okay. For that to happen, the narcissist has to show up for therapy in the first place, offer an assessment, <laughs> yeah. which they seldom do because they're too fucking arrogant. Right. They think they know it all anyway. But they'd never go to therapy. They'd never go. So it's very hard to get an NPD. Where they'd very rarely go. Well, diagnosis. They might be court ordered. They might end up there for, you know, through prison. All kinds they're of things. They're not going to walk in and go, hello, I'm a cunt. <laughs> yeah. I need your help. C- could I be NPD by any <laughs> chance, you know? <laughs> so the people we're calling nurses could be NPD. They just haven't been diagnosed and they may or may not be. Okay, so it's a tricky diagnosis in I'm way. just
0: still thinking of the guy coming in <laughs> to the therapy room going. Just had a moment of truth. <laughs> I, just, I just realized I'm a narcissist. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I need your help. My missus That's, called me a cunt and I thought, you know what,
1: I'm a fucking narcissist.
0: I will, I will say though, I work with a lot of people who are at the, the sharp end of that. People who have been affected by narcissists, people that have been treat, mistreated by narcissists, people that have been almost destroyed by narcissists in their relationships with them.
1: Tell us more about that, Dave. Tell us oh, more about
0: that. Where do you start, Jimmy? It's like, I mean, I'm working as a psychotherapist for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're how long?
1: Oh, 40? F- makes you feel old. 35 anyway. 35, right. Well, I'll, I'll I'm not 35. La- I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm not 35. I'm 60. Yeah. I'm 35 years working. So
0: Jimmy's got a lot, a lot more experience than me, folks, as you can hear. Well, I don't know. I've been longer on the planet, you're, you're but I'm not sure that means it, anything. Right. right yeah. yeah. So, you know. People who are mistreated by narcissists, or abused, or neglected, or predated upon by narcissists, um, they can get in, they can get damaged pretty, pretty bad. Hmm. I'll say that. Um, What What are you seeing,
1: Dee? What kind of damage are you seeing? Give us a. I know you're again. By the way, I've learned a lot about narcissism talking to you in our conversations over the years. So, and you, you know a lot about it, Dee. So tell us a bit more about the kind of patterns you see and the. That people are reporting to you or...
0: Well, I don't... I, I wouldn't say I know a lot, lot about it. I know a bit about it. Mm-hmm. I know... I have my kind of niche area that I work... One of the niche areas I work in or specialize in. But, you know, if you, the question was, what are we looking at in, in, in a typical situation where a person has been, like, narcissistically abused? Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at trauma. You're looking at trauma... What is trauma? Trauma is what happens to a person when they go through an event that is extremely distressing. Mm-hmm. And what do I mean by that? Well, I'm talking about the 4F responses. I'm talking about a person who is uh, maneuvered into a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn situation. F-A-W-N, fawn and not many people
1: know about that one. Just would you mind just going through them briefly what they mean? I know a lot of people are heard okay, them. yeah,
0: basically, right to try put this in a kind of a way that's kind of um consumable, right without mm-hmm. getting too complicated is that we basically have a nervous system, a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system now the um oh, here comes the science mm-hmm. there's a little bit of science here um. The nervous system is designed to well, it comes it stems from our brain and it travels down through our, out our whole body. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, since primordial times, beautiful like, word, I'll put it that way to use a Carl, a Carl Jung kind Love of it. image. Um, since we were living in caves and hunter gatherers, we've had the ability to have a four F response. So if you go back to thousands of years ago, you've got, uh, you know, you've got two caregivers to a baby okay mm-hmm. this baby if you put this baby on the forest floor and walk away from this baby thousands of years ago that baby will go into a 4f response this is the baby 10, ten yeah. thousands of years ago yeah. right it will either go into a fight flight freeze or fawn response naturally yeah right it's nervous system will naturally kick into that response because the baby knows the baby is in danger it's on the forest floor the parents have disappeared behind some other, th- or other trees and immediately the nervous system kicks in and it goes into trauma. The trauma is the 4F, one of the 4Fs. Mm. What would a baby normally do in that situation, Jimmy? Cry out. Cry out. That's a fight response. Okay. Yeah. Come back. Come back. Come back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a fight response, yeah. right? So that's the, uh, that's the nervous system kicking in, going, I'm in danger. Uh, a fight response kicks in, one of the four Fs, and the parents hear the baby crying. Mm-hmm. They come back from their foraging mm-hmm. and they pick the baby. Or the pub. <laughs> or, the, or the cave pub. <laughs> the cave pub. Right? Yeah. The Flintstones. Yeah. They come back, the Flintstones come back, they pick up the baby from the Flintstone forest floor, and the Flintstone baby stops crying. Okay. Right. It's now it's out of trauma again. It's not triggered into trauma anymore. So the four Fs. So what would the are, flight be there then? So that's the fight one. Well, the baby can't flight in that right situation. But a flight into imagination. Well, let's say Jay, Dave and Jimmy were walking through the forest ten thousand years ago, uh, with their backpacks on them and their uh, iPhones and um, some meat in their pockets, right? Uh, like a like a like a bit of steak just wow, right. Sambo right. Right. or Sambo out of cost quarters right it's a chicken chicken roll out cost quarters and let's say a tiger walked it came into view hmm as they do me Jimmy and Dave, right would go into trauma we would have a we would see the tiger go oh fuck we're gonna get eaten right what happens is then is that the nervous system goes into a 4F response for Jimmy and Dave right? So mm-hmm. we would also have a 4F uh, response, which would either be fight, flight, freeze or fawn. Mm-hmm. Now, don't forget Jimmy and Dave have meat in their pocket, right? Or a uh, uh, cost cut or chicken baguette, right? Tiger sniffing around that. What we could, tiger sniffing around, right? What we could do is we could fawn, F-A-W-N, and that's a, flight, that's a trauma response as well. It's okay? like your friend, isn't it? Yeah, it's what we do is we'd offer the tiger the chicken baguette of cost cutters. Right? So you eat that instead of eating us, please. So yeah? that's like offering the narcissist a compliment, isn't it? It's like offering the narcissist a compliment. Oh you
1: agree. keep beating on me, you yeah, We'll come to back nurse. to how
0: the FRF links into narcissism in a minute, right? Go on, stay with one. But just to stay with the with the Jimmy and Dave give the baguette to the tiger and then we run away. That's so what we what we'd be using there as are two of the trauma responses. We'd be fawning by giving the tiger the uh cost cutter baguette, and then we'd be flighting by running away when it was eating the, the baguette.
1: I just had a funny thought about fawning with the tiger like Do you like that? Yeah, I love it. You know when you him, we give the tiger the baguette and all. So you kinda and let's assume the tiger understands English, right? You kinda yeah. go. Yeah. Of all the tigers we've ever encountered, you're the fucking most important and the best one. Enjoy that baguette, boy.
0: Yes, Jimmy, that's a very good point. And then
1: he'll get all like, oh well am yeah. I that's great, yeah. like a narcissist would.
0: Oh, we we freeze Jimmy. That's another one, right? We mm-hmm. might go really still in front of that tiger and hopefully the tiger might walk by us. Oh say go. Okay. Now that's thousands of years ago. Play dead nearly. Yeah, that's thousands of years ago. Okay. We still have those four F trauma responses. Um, they, they they operate in the amygdala. Um, the amygdala, they operate out of the amygdala. Okay? That's the feeling center in the brain, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a very old part of the brain that mm. hasn't changed in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It's still operative. Now we're living in cities. We're now, now we're in 2021, but we've still got the same 4F response, which is, a, you know, a trauma response. And now instead of tigers chasing us around, we've got fucking narcissists.
1: Narcissistic are chasing yeah, us around. right?
0: So everybody <laughs> just come into the present day. Forget about the, the cave people and all that 10,000 years ago come into the 21st Mm -hmm. century and uh, just imagine that we're all walking around doing our thing, right? Now, instead of tigers walking around today, there are other types of predators who predate upon people, okay? And what they do is, is they are called narcissists, right? And these people are incapable of seeing other people as sentient beings which sentient means to have feelings.
1: Another beautiful word,
0: isn't it? Sentient. Yeah, sentient. Like a yeah. Buddhist type of term, isn't it? That's where I, yeah. Oh, it did this, come is out it? of my Buddhist ah, right. kind of readings and studyings. Not that I'm a Buddhist, but, you know, I like Buddhism. Um, So... Buddha was sound, man. Do you know what I mean? Buddha was sound. He, he lived up in Bladen. Do you know where he was from? <laughs> where? Cabra.
1: Buddha was from Cabra. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know some Buddhists
0: from Cabra. <laughs> Go on, I'm sorry. Um, Surreal image. <laughs> So the problem with high-end narcissists mm-hmm. is that they don't have any em- empathy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Remember that? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They don't they are incapable of having empathic feelings towards other people.
1: So can I ask you something so instead of the tiger coming like being all from a fucking tiger yeah right? Yeah, yeah. So when the narcissist comes into your field, I suppose we're talking about maybe romantic relationships, they might be in your family. Yeah. Now we're into romantic right? relationships. They could be as a well. parent, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah,
0: blah. right? But now how do they present? What are they like? So okay, not so what nurses present as normally, and this is really interesting because we've studied them, and um, we've been able to kind of measure how, how they behave, and and they seem to do this, and they it, it, this has been replicated uh, millions of times in in in, in 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 psychology or in psychotherapy, at least as a social science, um, that when it comes to romantic. Uh, meetings between narcissists and non-narcissists is that at the beginning of the relationship, a narcissist will... Uh, these are kind of red flags, by the way, folks. So, uh, you know, keep, maybe keep this in mind when you're out there uh, dating or uh, meeting people romantically. So the first thing you'll notice with a narcissist is well, just remember they don't see people as sentient beings, right? Human beings are just seen as what's called narcissistic supply right. in the world of psychology. Okay, so they're grifters
1: as well aren't they they're grifters
0: Jimmy you are just seen as an object you're You're a mark. yeah you're a toaster you're a fucking washing machine Mm -hmm. you're a fridge Mm -hmm. you're not Jimmy Judge with all the feelings that you have Mm -hmm. and a sentient being Mm -hmm. this is psychopathy this is you're just I just will use you Mm -hmm. you know and with D over there doing his thing he's just I would see him as a you know our engineer And I would just see D as a something to use yeah right something to get what i want something a commodity a commodity and i wouldn't care about him or you or how you feel mm-hmm. so but what so you ask me what would they do mm. well at the beginning they do a thing what's called love bombing right mm. so they will come into your life mm-hmm. and for a number of weeks or even possibly months you will be doted upon i'm your number one fan you'll be their soulmate mm-hmm. within Five days. Mm -hmm. They'll have been blown away that they found you. You've moved in with them when they're 20 kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really intense and it's really euphoric and it will create a lot of nice serotonin and all of these other good, feel good, oxytocin, Mm. love hormone in you and you'll be feeling really, really good Mm -hmm. and you'll be getting really obsessed with this person and they're really tuned into you. And can I believe that I've met my soulmate within a week and I can't believe it and it's just amazing. Right. Right. I bond it bonded to them, right? Just in that. You're trauma bonded. Trauma bonded. You're going to say
1: more about that. Yeah. So in terms of the different types of narcissists, we're usually at that point, you know that you're know you kind of overt narcissists, Your Trumpy types, right? Yes. The brash. You can see them coming kind of thing. You're kind of expecting them. Can't you? Ish, right? Right. These we ones, all
0: know them. Yeah. They're just the major cunts out there, right? That right. We know.
1: But they're kind of nearly better because they're a bit more honest. Well, you can see them coming. Right. What you're describing there and what we have in the psychotherapy, they're more of the covert because they arrive like these beautiful, lovely beings who,
0: you know, so they're really covert. They're hidden. Yeah, the covert narcissists are the hard ones to see. Let's say you have a narcissistic radar, right? Coverts can get under the radar because they present as uh, uh, non-narcissists. They present as people that seem completely normal. May I introduce another term? Yeah. So they would use what we call cognitive empathy or dark empathy. Oh, I love that one. Dark empathy. How that works basically is that, and look, this, this is the way I think of the true narcissist. Mm-hmm. I think of them as like replicants from Blade Runner. Okay. Um, this is debatable, but I think of them as androids which are, who are devoid of empathy which is very dark. I'm not saying all androids would be devoid of empathy, but just imagine an android devoid of empathy that looks, speaks, and behaves essentially like a human being. Now, how does an android like that learn to have empathy? What it does is, is it looks at other human beings displaying empathy. It records in its hardware, in its software, how that human being behaved. It takes a copy of that human being showing empathy, Mm -hmm. and then it replicates that in its behavior so that it can feign empathy when it is navigating its way through the world. And I call it it because I don't really see it as a full, whole human being or more like an android. So have you ever been with somebody, Jimmy? I've been with somebody, Jimmy. Have you ever been with somebody and they're showing you empathy? But something is telling you that it's not quite genuine or authentic. Anything. I have. You feel it's about,
1: something quite wrong. Feels off, but you can't put your finger. You can't on put what it your it
0: finger is. on it. They're yeah. kind of like an android. Yeah. They go, oh yeah, that's terrible, Jimmy. Your fucking hand has fallen off. Will you put the kettle on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sure, Jesus, Jesus. Sorry to, I'm sorry to hear that your mother died, Jimmy. Jimmy, you wouldn't give us a loan of fifty quid, would you? Yeah. Yeah and that
1: they're, they're great descriptions but there's a more subtle sometimes even when they're even because they're great actors right sometimes even when subtle. they're playing the part and they may even shed a tear you know but you still kind of if you really listen to your gut you're still feeling and it's real confusing something's fucking off here but well, that's the victim nurse it's something's stupid. off here you know like when you're watching a film on the telly and maybe the uh, this happens a lot it happens with these new smart tellys it fucking does my head in right where the, the voice is a bit out of sync with the do you, do you know what I mean with the it's out of sync with oh, yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's real subtle. It's kind of like that. You're listening to someone talking and you're kind of going, they're saying the right thing. Their body language is oh, moving yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. I can see their head tilting. I can see there's actually tears coming up. They're making all the right gestures. But Michael is
0: saying to me, no, <laughs> but I don't know why it's It's slightly out of sync. It's out of sync. And I suppose what we would mean by that is that when a, a narcissist shows you cognitive empathy, what you're seeing is a, a, vo, a photocopy of empathy. Great. This photocopy. Right. It's a photocopy. It's a photocopy of empathy. And you go, hold on a minute. This is not an original empathy feeling I'm getting here. This is a fucking photo. This is Xeroxed empathy, right? <laughs> it's Xeroxed. And you just kind of feel that jolted sense of <laughs> I'm not it's just your instinct it can't put its arms around you your instinct and your intuition (laughs) are telling you what's wrong yeah right you're having a response to that yeah your body and your mind and your emotions are going be careful and if they do put their arms around you literally
1: yeah I get a feeling of nausea and I feel real guilty about it. I'm thinking, here's this lovely person now trying to help me. But I feel like, and it just feels kind of empty. And it's like, oh my
0: God, this is horrible. Yeah, I've met them and they're like, hey Dave, how are you today? Yeah. It's like the Stepford fucking world, <laughs> shit, Stepford right? Wife. If you know that, if you open their face, there'd be fucking <laughs> gadgets and machines and a computer behind it. You're related th- to the machine stuff, aren't you? I, I, mean- I I'm lo- I love the whole idea of narcissists, as kind of m- robots. Because they're... They can't show true human empathy. They can't be really human. So are not the, really a whole human being. They're where's kind the of, human being gone, though, Dave? I'm not doubting you, but well, Jimmy, what happened to my horse? This, this is very interesting, and I think, like, <laughs> without fobbing that question off, that's like, the next podcast. It's I think we're looking at we're going to look in the next at the next podcast of where does this originate from? What is the genesis of this uh, android? called the narcissist, that is the psycho, psych, psychopathic narcissist that can't empathize with others. It, it originates in early childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One example of how, you know, we'll talk about this further. Mm. Uh, in our, yeah, in, I'm in, taking
1: you off track a bit. now. Sorry, No, back.
0: No, but one area that, that you could go into where, you know, how does a person become a narcissist? You know, we, we will do this, go into this later, uh, into this more in later podcasts, but would be like if a child, for example... Was given everything that they wanted whenever they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um they develop they, no substance. They, they develop a huge sense of entitlement, mm-hmm. right? That means I get my Nintendo Switch whenever I ever want it. If I want a different colour in Nintendo Switch, I can get that one then. And then I can go and I can get this, 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 and this. And every time I get it, it must be delivered to me. Uh, if that is given to a child consistently, they get what they want, right? All the time, without being loved. Mm-hmm. mm there's maladaptive then development Then you're in a really horrible area there where yeah. I've got a huge sense of entitlement, but I've never felt uh, affection or empathy or love from you. Mm-hmm. So this horrible sense of entitlement develops without an authentic sense of being nurtured or loved. Mm-hmm. Problem there is that my superego, to use the word, the Freudian term, uh, starts to become an inner critic. And I start to turn in, in on myself and hate myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, then but, you've got a person With a huge sense of entitlement Who hates themselves Right but here's the thing So they hate themselves How come like
1: I've often experienced My feelings of self-loathing I'm not, I'm not at this moment in time Thanks mm. be to God mm. But that feeling me of too. Being beaten up on myself You Fucking know Right. Tell but me about it Hopefully I never make that Someone else's problem mm. Now maybe I have But I don't try and hurt anybody else Because of that I probably hurt me more what is it about the narcissism? That self, that sense of self-loathing, that sense of fragility that they really have, because yeah. they're they're so weak, really. They present as yes. being the strong, right? Yeah, that comes out on other people. They don't kind of go, oh. Well, what I hate they do myself. is they
0: they develop a mask, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, of normality. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that that door, that face that is not real mm. is 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 generated or designed. And put on that mask, and that uh, essentially, you know, that masks create that mask creates an a, a aura of normality, mm-hmm. an aura yeah. of being just a normal empathic human being. Yeah. yeah. Um. But what what's behind that mask is and uh, a high end narcissism yeah. is, is pr- practically a non person or yeah. non self in the Jungian sense of the word. Okay right so like a too technical
1: could I send just again You know, one of my hobby horses I use Trump as an example I'm using that because yeah. I've used him in, in the article I wrote right Yeah. not for political reasons just because he's a fucking fantastic example of capturing the narcissist mm. right completely and also collectively, globally, he's, called, he's gaslighted the world and all the people that follow him. Gaslighted? Yeah. I'll what come does back that to, mean? I'll come back to gaslighting. <laughs> so there's, what, 90 fucking 4 million people voted for him. There's millions around the world. They're still going after it, right? Okay. The man's hideous, right? Right. Really fucking hideous. He's an idiot. Everyone can see he's an idiot, but these people refuse to see it. Okay. It's almost like they bought into something, right? So I'll come back to the collective yeah. gaslighting in a minute, Pretty right? i
0: interested to hear what that
1: means. But you're looking at this moron, basically, right? Who they're all pretending is really intelligent. What is it they say? He's playing um, uh, what is it, a multi chess game with the world. Cunt doesn't even know how to play chess. Do you know what I mean? He's orange. He looks ridiculous. He's, he's an he's, orange grand narc. He's an orange grand narc. He's a buffoon, but very dangerous buffoon, right? Okay. So for some reason, these millions of people have all been hypnotized into this. Uh, Thinking this this cult, it's a cult. So if you want to know narcissism, understand cult, not cunt, really as well, yeah. but cult of personality. But the point I want to get at, and looking at Trump and his gang mm. and his followers, mm-hmm. describes this brilliantly. Narcissists are always trying to do a shit on somebody's head, mm-hmm. while at the same time they're trying to crawl up someone else's arse. Nicely put, right? well beautiful. You like yeah. like that imagery? They're always thought there's someone better. They think they despise both of them. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> They're trying to climb a ladder. Yeah. And there's yeah. somebody below them below, and somebody yeah. above them. Yeah, yeah. And almost like then, like the more Trump shits on the people below him, the more they love him. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen any of those Trump rallies? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Bottom of the gene pool, right? <laughs> they, you see them being interviewed and they haven't a fucking clue. You can okay. tell. They don't care what he does. Okay. So there's the, you can kind of count them out. They don't really, they, they, they don't care. Okay. Then there's another group, right? Mm-hmm. That know exactly what's going on. They know he's full of shit, but they're on the bandwagon because they get to be racist and everything. Fuck. Do you get me? You know what I mean? And they're kind of also they want to be fucking.
0: They were already horrible people, but then they just found a narcissist to kind of. Get them permission to be to jump into the, the narcissist tractor. Yeah, on so the na- and they all want to be. What's the term?
1: Um, fascists as well. They all want to be type that type of stuff. Okay. So th- again, we're just using the political thing with Trump, but this happens with narcissists and the flying monkeys and the lieutenants. What, what's a flying to, monkey or a lieutenant? A flying monkey, right? Is a narcissist can't exist on his or her own. Okay. They will just wither and die. So they need people to feed into them. Enter your flying monkey. As in, from The Wizard of Oz, they help the witch, you know, you know them. Go yeah. on my beauties Or the lieutenants That's L- another, word L- it, L- another word for it Lieutenants yeah. another word for it They're the people That the narcissist Gathers around them To do their bidding Okay them. They're the people That are kind of Want to be narcissists They possibly are They're a bit low grade They're the ones That are being shit on By the narcissist But they keep going back For yeah. more
0: And they go out And do the narcissist Work for them They don't? do the they work then report for back To the narcissist Yeah He's this he's that They do a lot they of They help in the triangulation smear campaign they? Triangulation Smear campaigns What's a smear campaign When it comes to narcissism
1: they do it all the time anyway. Anyone's involved with a the narcissist, they have a whole fucking whole folder on you, right? What they do is they, they try to <laughs> dig up the dirt on you, right? Okay. And we all have a bit of dirt. I certainly have plenty of it. Yeah. Um, just human stuff, right? So they, they find out what that is or they make it up. Okay. Right? And they get their flying monkeys to find that out and they spread gossip about you. They'll always a do it. smear campaign. That's a smear campaign.
0: If you do something
1: wrong on them. Even if you didn't, they might get ahead of time. But if you do something wrong, let's clarify, something wrong might be, could you explain what you meant there? Right? A narcissistic injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? To the narcissist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their low sense of self-worth, of a non-self. Yeah. You can't bring facts. You can't fact check. You can't, you know. What happens when you try to fact check with a narcissist? They get extremely insulted and they go into a narcissistic rage.
0: What kind of words do they use word salad I think it's called
1: word salad is a term that's often used it's where they kind of use like non sequiturs just wanted to say that in a sentence because it sounds really good what does that mean non sequitur is something that doesn't follow in sequence
0: right so they start to fucking confuse you fuck your head up right they fucking clearly fucked up and did something wrong then you clearly fucking just approached them and pointed out what did they do then Yeah. they tell you that something did happen that didn't or something didn't happen that did happen and then you're completely confused this is the gaslighting that's gaslighting. gaslighting Which comes from the nineteen thirty eight play.
1: Play. Play Force called Gaslight. Really? Then they made a film in nineteen forty with Ingrid Bergman playing the part okay. of Gaslight, which was a brilliant depiction of a narcissist and being gaslit. Literally, he used to fuck around with the gaslight. In the button, house. In the house. And she'd say, God, did that did you see that flicker there? And he'd say, no, sweetheart, I don't know, I didn't see that at all. Yeah. And he puts put his hand on her head, I think you've got a high temperature, are you okay? You know? Fucking with of, her headlight? Like? Absolutely. Keep her away from all her friends. Fucking
0: with the lights, making them flicker when they're yeah. not flickering at yeah. all?
1: Yeah, that's where the term gaslighting comes that's
0: from. That's where the term comes from. So narcissists use gaslighting and word salad, which is fucking up the sequence of... The conversation. The conversation. Throwing in things that have nothing to do with the conversation. So they use this gaslighting and word salad to manipulate people, mm-hmm. destabilize, destabilize, make people. you think you're a bit mad, to make you think you're a bit mad. Yeah. Then they do with so this other thing when it comes to romantic relationships is, is the love bombing we talk. It? Go on, carry on. So you bring that, in yeah. the love bombing to the uh, the gaslighting and the fucking word salad, right? Mm-hmm. Now remember that narcissists are blood suckers, right? They're vampires, right? They remember, guys, behind the behind the mask, there's a non-person with no self-esteem at all. But you've got this you've got this android mask on which looks normal. So they need to feel good about themselves. They they need to feel secure and safe. How does a non-person do that? Well, what they do is they predate upon people when it comes to the world of romance and intimacy. And they find help Support, attention, love, sex, money, attention—you name it—from one individual, for example. Okay, that's now in the world of narcissistic, the world of the study of narcissists. That's called narcissistic supply. Horrible to think that you are just supply, but that is the term for it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about human beings are just supply, Mm -hmm. and they prefer everything
1: conflict. And they prefer what? They prefer the supply in conflict, funny enough. What do you mean? Right, so they get their supply from being adored, loved, oh, you're great, you're the best lover, you're the best, I love you, love you. They, they drain you, you have to keep telling them how great they are. Okay. They like that supply, but the supply they love the best is when they're fighting with you. Okay, so it doesn't matter whether it's positive or negative. No, they love the negative even more so. Okay. They love walking away knowing they fucked your head up. Right. Whereas where you on. feel upset walking oh, away totally, from where out.
0: Totally. They're kind of rubbing their hands together. They're, they're on a hard one. They're kind of going, oh, yeah. So, any kind of attention is suppl- narcissistic supply, totally. whether it's positive or negative attention. Now, not only do they do the love bombing phase, mm-hmm. they could be going out with two, three, four, five people, or dating, or being in relationships with four or five people. They always, at the same have a time. Har- they always have a harem. A harem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What well, harem? Harem, harem, whatever way you it. What is that? that? It's not a, 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 a group of people around them that are, are giving them narcissistic supply. They're is lovers. It? Now, they could have multiple lovers all at the same time, right? Absolutely. Not, and all them lovers wouldn't know about the narcissist no. doing that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's part of the kick for them. Whoa. And then when it all runs out, when it goes dry, when they get bored, they go after the other lover, love bomb them, but uh, the whole cycle starts up again then. So they get bored, then they come back around you. What's that called when they come back around, Dave? It's called hoovering. Go on,
0: tell us a bit so, about it. So, well, that. You, get, you could have the your initial love bombing phase. Let's say I was a narcissist, J- Jimmy, predating upon you, right? Mhm. Okay. Sorry. There's something about that term "love bombing"
1: reminds me of a '70s show, The Love Boat. Love bombing. Well, it was a song by the B52s.
0: The a Love Shack. Oh yeah. Working, be together. Right. No, it's nothing to do with that. Great song, Dave. Love Shack. Well, song too. Come on. Not really. Um, love bombing. Mhm. I think of B52s over Vietnam. You know, carpet bombing. <laughs> you know, mm. they bomb. They, they hit the target with love bombs.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Overwhelm you with it. I'm so in love, I feel sick. Right, and yeah. you're getting lashed out of it with all this love and attention and soulmate you. Right? Big gestures. Big gestures, gifts, love, yeah. the sex is amazing. Mm-hmm. They're just, they understand your pain, right? Mm. Then there's a phase, right, so that might go on for weeks or months. Mm-hmm. Then they become kind of bored. Mm-hmm. You. you know the way a cat gets bored with a mouse? Mm when it's trying to kill it mm. and it might kind of let the mouse down onto the ground and you see the mouse running away and then it picks it back up again and goes fuck you and it's mouth that's what they do and listen could that be the point I'm just thinking about that now where so you've been love bombed
1: to bits by this person that's really happening and then um, they get a bit bored they go off a little bit and you, you say to them listen is everything okay you don't seem to be and they kind of go I don't know what you're talking about everything's fine yeah. do you know what I mean you're sensing a change and then they kind of ridicule you for, yeah. for making that change.
0: Yeah, yeah. You notice yeah. that there's something not quite right. Yeah. Are we okay? Are we good? And they're like, yeah, everything's all right. Yeah. But you know, then what? it's not. Yeah. Then slowly over a period of time is called the devaluation phase. Right. Where they'll slowly begin to devalue you. And, right. And actually, then start to make comments about, you know, what Jimmy are you don't look well. Yeah. Jimmy, you know, or Jimmy lose a bit of weight, gain a bit of weight. Don't like that T-shirt on you, Jimmy. Yeah. Or them trousers. But you know, you know, your stylus and your hair, yeah. And I'm sick of you talking about that, right? Right, you'll start to get criticized, right? These are huge red flags, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you'll start to feel, or you're you might be they stop your mate, hanging around with your mates, you know, okay. They they kind of tend to isolate you and get you on your own, could I and then devalue you? Could I ask here, right? So.
1: Under normal circumstances, if we're in our good self, if we're not, excuse me, caught up in what we call the, um, this is what being 60 does, things just drop out of your mind. It's a fascinating process. Go right? for it. It's That's a term me, I use all the time and I can't think of at the moment. Okay. Um, the trauma bond, right? The trauma bond. Which you're going to talk a little bit about, we we'll both talk about it later on. But if, if you're not caught in that, if that stuff started to happen to someone, you'd say, get the fuck out of my house. Right. Wouldn't you? If what, Jimmy? If you weren't trauma bonded. If you met someone like that, right? And you were in a good space in yourself and you weren't trauma bonded. Yeah. And someone started to behave like that, you kind of go, get the boat. Yeah. Get the fuck out of me. Off you go. Yeah. But when you're trauma bonded in the narcissistic kind of entanglement.
0: Yes. You want to get closer to them. Well, this is the problem with trauma bonding. Because people who are completely normal can get trauma bonded to the narcissist. Now, trauma bonding is like, I'm the narcissist again, Jimmy, you're the target, and I start to predate upon you, I'm interested in you, there's I, 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 some supply there, I can get some things out of you, right? So I start to romantically love-bomb you, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the trauma bonding happens in this way, right? I the trauma bonding is kind of something that happens from the from the love bombing phase. Okay. Because the love bombing phase is just so powerful that it creates so many amazing hormones and chemicals in your brain that every time you're with this person, you produce these chemicals, namely oxytocin, for example. Who wouldn't be hooked? The, the love hormone, right? Mm-hmm. So you're around me. I'm all about you. I know all the music that you like. I know mm. all the movies that you like. And, wasn't it funny? They're all mm, the same. They're amazing. all the ones I like too. Yeah. Then you start to produce a lot of oxytocin and a lot of other hormones that really, uh, that starts to kind of get, be produced in your brain when you're around me. Mm. Okay. So, but I'm a fucking narc and I know that, right? Mm-hmm. So what I do is every time I'm around you at the beginning, during the love bombing mm. phase, God, Jimmy, that, that Liverpool top you've got on it, I've got one the very same. Mm. I smell Liverpool as well. Do yeah.
1: you? Well, Who's oh. your favourite
0: player? And Oh, yeah, 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 I was, yeah. Mine too. And listen, what music do you like? Oh, would you believe that that's the music that I like as well? I love
1: that track. I love that chord, yeah. just and like you. you.
0: Your movies, what movies do you I like? I think we're meant to be together. Yeah, one, not then. You know, This is destiny, right? So then I'm producing <laughs> all of these really <gasps> yeah. beautiful hormones in your brain. um, You know, yeah. adrenaline, oxytocin. Um, hook line and sinker I'm in I'm thinking kind of other ones as well what's the ones that when you go out exercising endorphins right endorphins so, serotonin so, yeah, serotonin so right dopamine what, dopamine right so these, these chemicals are being produced the narcissist knows when to, to put to withdraw right so, so let's say we go into the, de- the devaluation phase when they get bored which you. so is- they're like a drug dealer really Basically, what they do is they withdraw and do the silent treatment. What's called the silent treatment mm-hmm. is that you didn't do fucking anything wrong in them. And then they completely go quiet because they're too busy with two other forms of supply, two mm-hmm. other women or two other men or two whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you're just getting the silent treatment. And then you go into withdrawal from those chemicals that are produced in your brain when you're around them. Mm-hmm. You start to feel down and depressed when you're not around the narc, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that means that you seek out the narc again. And they come back around for an hour or so. Mm. The, produ- the chemicals get produced in your brain. Bit of bread crumbing. What's bread crumbing? You know, bread crumb is where they give you a little bit. <gasps> oh, yeah. There's a little bit of oh, me. Thank you. Thank, you. thank oh, you. thanks. And your brain produces a little bit of those hormones. <laughs> you actually get physically addicted yeah. to the hormones and the yeah. chemicals that the brain produces that's when the sh- narcissist is around. That's, that's called trauma bonding.
1: That's hugely important for people out there to understand because some people go, why the fuck don't they just get away from them to yeah. understand how yeah. profound that process is?
0: We can't overstate uh, enough how important the trauma bonding fact is. That's why we can't get away from the narcissist because we're addicted to the chemicals that are produced when they're around us. Mm-hmm. So we find ourselves in really bad situations where we're getting treated really bad by them. Mm. We can't get away from them, but we don't know why. Mm-hmm you know yeah that's creepy it is creepy yeah, isn't it. it i've been there I, yeah me too mm. that's cre- that's where i get the creeps and what makes it really difficult whether you're a male
1: or female is fuck i'm i'm an intelligent person like i i help people get out of these situations and here i am in one so you've got that narrative going on as well mm. but the actual chemical pull is deeper mm. So that's, that's extra agony when part of you knows mm. this is fucking crazy. I shouldn't be in this. I, I know the, how this works. Mm. So I've been involved in that scenario knowing all we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's very powerful. Yeah,
0: I've been involved with narcissists who've um, physically assaulted me mm-hmm. um, and I've stayed there. Mm. You know, if anybody's out there that's in a relationship whereby they've been physically assaulted or emotionally abused or mentally abused or spiritually abused, are sexually, you know, abused by their partners um, and they're staying with them, well, don't feel stupid because what you're experiencing is the trauma bond and there's nothing wrong with you for experiencing that at all. It's a completely normal response to a completely abnormal circumstance and it can happen to anybody.
1: Beautifully put, Dave, yeah, that's important, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just, I'm thinking actually, I know we've got different ideas for future podcasts, but I think based on this one, it might be more important that the next one is getting help. How to, you know, that kind of area. Okay. Probably because there might be a lot around, I'm thinking that out loud. Yeah. Now we can go into more later yeah. on about, yeah.
0: Rather than where the narcissism comes from, we'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. But I think help. Yeah. You know, I think. Techniques. What, yeah, I think what's that. really important is that how pervasive narcissism and narcissistic abuse is in our society.
1: It is, and if I can, you know, again, my hobby horse go back to Trump, and and, you know, because we follow a lot from America, it's become more pervasive because it's become more global Mm. and more permission to Mm. be that way,
0: Mm. you know. Well, I think with social networking, there is a pervasive sense of narcissism on the on the platforms that I've witnessed. Mm. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at me. I'm having this life. Mm. Look at me. I'm having these experiences. And it's all bullshit, isn't it? You know what which I mean? is a bunch of horse shit for most yeah. of us, you know? Yeah. It's not really reality. Yeah. You know? And um yeah. so that kind of invites kind of a it, it it teases out the narcissist in us all even more. Yeah, it gives permission, it gives it the go, it gives you the green light. I look great on this platform. Look at me with my mates you know, I live this great life that I don't actually fucking live at all. That's kind of like...
1: So no substance. Because the narcissist has no substance. Can I just say something about, because it kind of annoys me a little bit. Mm. I've already touched on Mm. it. You know, this kind of, this misperception or conception that narcissists are really clever, like Trump's really clever. Mm. They're not. They're fucking idiots, Mm -hmm. right? What they are, the only thing they're good at is exploiting people. Mm -hmm. That doesn't take much kind of work.
0: But they're basically fucking dumbass fucks, Right. It's easier to yeah. be, it's easy to manipulate people. Totally. You don't have to be intelligent to do no, that. No, You just have to be a total bastard. Yeah. With no empathy. So what's really going on for them, and this might be really
1: important if you're in the grips of one of them at the moment, remember, because we can, I certainly have is, God, these people are so smart, they're fucking so clever, they're like, they're kind of way, you know, because they can leave, they love you thinking that. Mm. They're not at all. What they really are is absolutely fragile and pathetic. Mm. they're the opposite of what you think mm. right now we'll do more about that when we do the next podcast on techniques strategies how to manage them because sometimes you can't get away from them you, maybe you live with them or whatever mm. so we'll do a, a whole thing on that but it's really really important to know the person you're dealing with if they could be really really honest totally admires you but they, have, they, have, they haven't got the wherewithal to be able to say that right uh, it's almost like they, they totally adore who you are really Mm-hmm. and hate it at the same time because you're everything
0: they want to be. Yeah, they want to be, yeah. They want to be normal. Point,
1: they be... want to be. Yeah. They want to be seen as lovable. They can't get out to do it. They don't understand if you just be yourself. Yeah. You know, but what they are is they're really, they're often called the vulnerable narcissist. They're really fragile underneath it all. Yeah. The more out there they are, the more fragile they really and, are. And there's
0: different types. We didn't, like, with this... Th- like this this cognitive narcissist narcissists for example mm-hmm. these subsets these are people who are highly intelligent mm-hmm. narcissists right mm-hmm. and i, I mean I'm, and by intelligence i'll define it as i suppose academic intellectual uh, intellectual yeah. academic qualification type people mm-hmm. who see themselves Completely academically and intellectually superior. They live to from the neck up type of thing. Yeah, and they'll only, you know, only hang out with other people who are highly intelligent that have a fucking PhD. And not only will they do that, but they'll destroy them, other people as well. Mm-hmm. So, and then see so if the somatic narcissist, mm-hmm. that's the one that just goes to the gym seven days a week and just thinks that their whole personality is based on their muscle tone. Yeah, or their good looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, or their good looks. That's all they have. No, nothing wrong with going to the gym every day. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying somebody that bases their whole value system on the way they look and other people look. And you know, there's the somatic narcissists.
1: There's also it's the noble narcissists. There's the noble narcissists. They're the therapists often because they, you yes. know, they seem to be doing good all the time. Yeah. You know, okay. Charitable. Yeah. As you said, they're online. Look what I did. Isn't this great? Isn't this great? Yeah. Isn't this great? You know, Isn't yeah. he great? Isn't she great?
0: Big leaders in the community. Yeah. Um, Don't go behind doors with them though. <laughs> just go behind doors you'll find out.
1: What was the old fashioned term they used to say? What was it? Uh, uh, House Devil Street Angel. House devil, street angel. Yeah. Right. Out there, everyone thinks they're great. Yeah. You know, they say your task great, isn't it? Really? You
0: know? Yeah. I
1: want to see him at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got a lot of that going on yeah. with the narcissist there. The yeah. masters of deception. Yeah. You've got the victim
0: narcissist. Total fragile victim-y yeah. type. Yeah. They're yeah. really dangerous. Yeah. Because when you come upon them, they're vulnerable, they're broken, and they're in need of help. They'll slit your fucking throat in a herp. And well, while you're putting your hand in your pocket to give them the 20, they'll just slice you across the gizzard. <laughs> cleanly totally. quietly yeah. and then take everything else that's in your pocket and disappear into the night absolutely which are hopes and dreams and beliefs yeah. one thing i want to talk about just to go back to mm-hmm. you know when you look at people that are i'm going to talk about how later in later podcasts how we talk how people get help just you know when when a person finds out that their their partner is a narcissist right and that they've had that 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 this partner has other partners mm. and other supply and other, they're sleeping with other people. Um, Get an STD that's check. That's a horrendous process for a human being. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. To have to go through. Absolutely. And it can take a lot of work in psychotherapy. Uh, it, can, it can cause complex post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. which is a whole other area, right? Uh, you've got PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, Narcissists tend to Uh, cause complex post-traumatic stress disorder in people that they've targeted, Mm -hmm. victims, right? After the victim or the target finds out that there's three or four other boyfriends or three or four other girlfriends going on at the same time and that this person has conned or pranked them completely, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what happens to the person at that stage is that they find out, oh my God, reality is not what I thought it was. This person has several other partners or was lying to me about that I was the only one if it was they told me if it was a monogamous relationship yeah. but actually they're fucking screwing everybody else right yeah. and I'm just a fucking p- fridge or a television to them right because they're in they're a fucking psychopath right what happens is then a terribly difficult grieving process happens for that person and it's not the grieving of a normal breakup because with a normal breakup You break up and you know who you're breaking up with. But when when you find out and you finally get away and you get to go what we call, quote unquote, no contact, which is the best way to deal with any narcissist, you have to grieve the loss of what was a dream. Of what you thought was there.
1: Yeah, of what you thought was a reality. And then also the grieving is, I can identify with this, you kind of have to you apologise to yourself. You're grieving the loss of yourself in the process.
0: You're grieving the loss of what your true self thought was not real. Yeah, yeah. That's Quite. a very complex and difficult type mm. of grieving, mm. because you're not just grieving the breakup of a normal relationship with a normal human being. Mm. You're, breaking the, you're breaking you're grieving the realization that it was just a fantasy. Yeah, definitely. in your head.
1: I'm thinking of you know, as a, again, we just say to people that maybe so many questions arise from this, and hopefully we'll address them in the next podcast and the one after that, because we plan to make more. Mm-hmm. If not for anyone out there, we're enjoying doing it, right? Yeah So let's say someone is listening And they're kind of going That's a lot of bollocks Isn't it Fucking It's not just a thing isn't it? What are they on about I'm thinking of like um, I watched I don't know if you've been watching Kin You know the Irish gangster thing That's on No It's kind of interesting it's, I haven't seen Love What's it Hate, called Kin K-I-N Okay I think it's a, a pun on Kin I don't know it's, it's called Kin Anyway it's about Two Irish kind of gang member,
0: gangs. Okay, but kin can also be family, can't they?
1: Yeah, well they do. that's the play they're doing, they're doing a word play on that. Okay. Everybody knows, because of the storyline, they're really also referring to the, the recent feud that was here. Okay. But they're doing it very cleverly okay. by using the word kin. So, you know, the family's called Kinsella and the other one's called whatever they're called. But anyway, you know, in it they're kind of like, uh no, not at all. It's all out there, Dave. It's, it's, it's I'm not going to get shoppy anybody for saying that. <laughs> it's kind of common knowledge. It's, on, it's on the screen. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's everyone saying it. Like, okay,
0: okay. Um, I'm just being a fucking windbag there, Jimmy. Yeah, there's no worries
1: there at all. It's like, but that's what they're basing it on. It's obvious, mm, you know. Okay. And even using the term kin, which is family, as you okay. said. But what I've noticed, and they're brilliant actors, actually. Okay. Actors, but I've noticed that even in the English gangster films and all, you know, they always kind of talk like that for some reason. They're all like very menacing and very dark and even the scenes are all very dark mm. so you might have an ordinary scene this reminds me of a narcissist thing right where he says uh, he's saying something really ordinary but mm-hmm. it sounds like it's really sinister do you know what I mean yes Anto put on a kettle me and made me a cup of tea And Anto looks at him, they look at each other knowing you know what I mean mm. and you're, you're thinking something really dark's going on like bad acting like no it's actually really good acting <laughs> okay right so Anto goes and makes the cup of He's just overpumping the kettle on and He says, Oh, and Anto, he looks around at him, go easy on the milk. And that's all that happens. What does he say? Go easy on the milk. So it's nothing, but there's something undercurrent, right? Oh. Right? So narcissists do that all the time. They create that undercurrent Of anxiety, anxiety, fear. You might be doing something wrong. Even though all he said is, Anton, make me a cup of tea, go easy on the milk, right? Right. Now, I'm playing on the fact that they're gangsters and there's always that kind of, you know what I mean? They're always kind of husking at each other. Okay. Right. They've got that kind of low grade husk going on. There's always a sinister thing. Yeah. They're having, so there's nothing going on there other than he's asking to make a cup of tea. Yeah. But in the world of narcissism, yeah, that means something. Right. What are they doing? So it's a bit like, you know, the way we talked before about this. Narcissists are brilliant at creating an illusion out of nothing. Okay. Right? In terms of the smear campaign, the gossip. Especially if you're a family or friends or a workplace that you've done something wrong. Okay. They'll create, again, I'll use Trump. The uh, election was stolen from me. It's been the Mexicans, the been, wall. It's been totally disproved. It's all their fault. It's all nonsense, right? But he pulls it out of his fat arse, right? Yeah. There's no truth to it whatsoever. Right. Narcissists pull out this scandalous story out of nowhere. And they're brilliant at creating this air. And no one knows what it is. Yeah. The flying monkeys all fly in and they're getting on it. You know? Right. So it's like, there's nothing really there, but everyone thinks there's something. Right. But no one's Fake gonna, news? Fake news. No one's going to go, he's got no clothes on. Right. right. Everyone plays along with it. Right. So you could go into your workplace or your family and everyone's right. looking at you as if you've just kind of like, as I said, done a shit on their chest. Yeah. You know that look? Yeah. Yeah. You've had that look. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because right. it's a regular occurrence for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. And you're walking in kind of going well, what's wrong here you know what's, what's what happened? the fuck did I do what did I do you know yeah. so the narcissist has done some classic kind of smear, smear campaign. campaigning right but they, they even do it without creating the smear they, it's just there no one knows what it is but they're all behaving like you've it's done it's just in the ether it's in the and they, they well you know that other thing that happened and everyone's you know that thing and you're going what you're the fuck did of, I do wrong I must have done the- something wrong on this person <laughs> exactly Now, that happens all the time in narcissistic relationships. They create the air of something having gone terribly wrong. Okay. Right? (laughs) Yeah. And you're kind of going... very well put, Jimmy. Everything was okay. And that's why you often... Is everything okay here? And if you're an ordinary kind of person, like a a light empath person, you'll kind of pick that
0: up, that atmosphere. You kind of go, what the fuck's going on here? Well, I just spent my whole fucking childhood saying sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Sorry, sorry, sorry sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry about that. Sorry, sorry, to the point where I think Pete Walker, the great Pete Walker, who mm-hmm. wrote the book uh, CPTSD Complex Post Traumatic Stress Disorder from Surviving to Thriving, he was so traumatized by his narcissistic parents. Mm. At one stage in the book, he talks about, you know, he, he, was, he was so traumatized. And by traumatized, I remember, remember the four F's? Fight, mm-hmm. flight, freeze, and fawn. Oh, yeah. fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. He was so traumatized, right, by his childhood uh, experiences with narcissistically inclined parents mm-hmm. that one evening, he bumped into a chair in his own house and said sorry to the chair. To the chair. So Sorry about that. To the fucking chair. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was his epiphany. That was his light bulb moment when he went. Oh, my God something fucking seriously wrong here. And I'm thinking of Billy Connolly very
1: beautifully through his humour describing the horrendous experiences he was having as a kid. Okay. And where he was saying like, where his dad says to him, uh, something like, do you, want me, do, you, do you want me to smack you in the face? Would you like that? Would you like... Yeah. And he says, Connolly goes, yeah, I suppose a kick in the bollocks is out of the question. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. It was all, this awful experience, you know, where, uh, yeah. oh, uh, I'm sorry, I know you were trying to shed on my face, but you missed a bit there. Do you want to come back and get it? Yeah, kind of thing. You know, sorry for this, sorry for that, sorry for this. You sorry get accustomed for... to to you know apologizing yeah. for actually drawing breath. Yeah, if you're you know?
0: if you're doing a lot of sorries and a lot of yeses and going along with everything, with people that want mm. everything that people want you to do. Well, you love that, don't they? you have got a, you've got you've you've there's kind a smoke and gun there that you've got narcissistic inclined caretakers mm. in your childhood mm. if you're b- bouncing around saying yes to everything and everybody and people pleasing and, and saying sorry to inanimate objects as well as everybody else for being alive
1: I can give you an actual example I've worked in a workplace CPTSD which shall remain nameless for now like something like that was going on right there was a, what? The the kind of, uh, you know, induced conversation or the kind of like...
0: Everybody felt guilty for nothing.
1: Yeah, but everyone pretending this awful thing had happened to someone that I had did it somehow, you know. Okay. And I didn't, right? Right. This awful thing had happened. Yeah. So they're all looking at me like that, you know. Like you were shit on their shoe. All the flying monkeys were, you know, and I'm kind of going, "Okay, you were talking to me yesterday, what's going on? (laughs) And and they were, some of them are really hurt on the narcissist's behalf. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're real, like I remember there was a a female narcissist. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, this fucking thing was bullying the shit out of everybody right okay and one of the guys she particularly bullied right nearly brought to tears right he was the very guy that was giving me dagger looks because I dared to challenge her and she was basically destroying him she was destroying him and I called her out in front of him and he defended her and looked oh at my me as if to say god how could you he actually said this beautiful woman, how could you you know da da that how could you hurt her? How could you hurt her? Right. And I said, She's just been shitting all over your head, brother. What's going on? You right, know? Right, right, right. And all the rest of the flame monkeys came in with a the, <sighs> And they all ran and they literally gathered around her. They nearly sat at her feet. <laughs> 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 left me sitting in the corner, you know, kinda of gone That
0: reminds me of what's your man, Voldemort? Right. Elf oh, Harry Potter. Right. know the right. way he had that. Right. That kind of toxic yes. narcissism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, Smeagol. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about Smeagol in a in the next, the
1: other one. podcast. Yeah, But this reinforces, they have to have flying monkeys around to make it work. Okay. They have to have those people around. And they're, they're ten a penny. They do the work. They do the street They'll work. They'll do it. they want to be narcissists. They're like, they want to be. They're like, oh, they're a bit afraid, whatever. So that's really, really important. Yeah. So remember out there, there's always people around that are part of this process mm. in terms of wrapping up Dave are we near wrapping up do you think for now we've no idea of when to end or well, how see, to end but see
0: if we don't wrap up at some stage we're just going to keep going and we've got to break well, it down well that's profound it. isn't it how smart was that Dave that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah there you go um, how did you come up with that I was all Jimmy I was just there when I was gone fucking mad um, you know I mean? come here
1: there uh. the Hill up there
0: will you come here, here are some Zemos. come here uh. <laughs> We'll wind it down We'll wind it down there Right Right. Yeah But I I definitely think We're only beginning A discussion here In terms of this podcast Around narcissism what are we saying To the world That's our 10 followers Who like us We're saying to the world That narcissism exists That Mm -hmm. it looks like A bit like we've described Mm -hmm. And that there's a lot more Of them around you Than you realised And watch out You could be involved In a relationship but
1: But there's a way out
0: there's definitely a way out and there's a way to heal and there's a way to recognise these MFs and there's a way to suss them out and there's a way to uh, get them out of your life and a way to recover from what they do to you. And we'll talk about that as we go along.
1: Can I also say that there's loads of information and podcasts about narcissists, so we're not certainly claiming to be the experts and we're going to give you our take. Our podcasts are going to be about you know, human consciousness, life in general, healing, Love, music, all kinds of stuff. But mm. probably because of our connection with narcissism, we might circle around to that quite a bit, that mm. type of stuff. Yeah, but we're just on
0: starting on this sub- subject. Something starting. tells me that we're these podcasts are going to go far and wide in terms of subject matter. Yeah. You know, in terms of what we're going to be talking about, but always cocooned in the area of psychotherapy. Yeah.
1: Loosely. Which we happen to be two of them. Which we have to be two of them. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But,
0: but yes. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: But Jimmy, I would be more than happy if yes. I, <laughs> There's a few people you know and a few people yes. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. If they if they like what we're doing, we're happy. Absolutely. I don't give a shit about the rest. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. No. Seriously. Well, we Absolutely. winded down and forced to go for a pee as well. This and the yeah, and the Liverpool match is on. I wonder. This is how important this is to me. I'm going to miss the first half of the Liverpool Brentford game just to talk to people that may not even care. So we're
0: dealing with a covert, guys, here. <laughs> I'm a covert, that's
1: <laughs> 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 All right, Jimmy, it's been
0: an absolute pleasure. Loved working with you, Dick. As thing. always, love the conversation. Thanks a million. Look forward to more. Hope you guys enjoyed listening in and listening on to the next one if you want to learn more about what we're talking about. Whatever that might be. Yeah. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye bye.